Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. I'm your host, William Morales. And on today's show, I have Zach Booth. He is the founder of Driving for Dollars Mastery, where he helps people replicate his success through real estate investing. Just a few years ago, Zach was a window cleaner, which is, I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, through real <laughs> estate investing, just a few years ago, Zach was a window cleaner. Sorry. Uh, you can even find his window cleaning tutorial videos on YouTube with millions of views. He even ended up on the History Channel because of those window cleaning tutorial videos. That's amazing. But though he achieved success with his window cleaning business, he always dreamt of being a real estate investor. Taking a leap of faith, he walked away from window cleaning. And within a handful of years, he was making over a million dollars per year from real estate investing. Zach now has his own company, a successful podcast, and a YouTube channel where he dedicates his time giving back and helping others get started in the competitive game of real estate. Zach, thank you so much for being on Peter Pay Real Estate Show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, man. No, it's my pleasure. I mean, first of all, um, I want to get to your story about the, uh, uh, the, the window cleaning business that you had. Did you know early on that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was this something that you... Uh, got when you were older or just something that when you were young you knew did you know you're going to be the next Warren Buffett of window cleaning <laughs> <laughs> no it was out of necessity kind of um I mean I was 17 when I started so I guess you could say yeah I, I was going to be an entrepreneur but um what happened is I was raised I didn't, wasn't raised with wealthy parents or family you know like right. I don't come from money at all um, you know, my grandfather's like one tooth and a gun to his name when he died, you know, we were, oh, wow. you know, rednecks here in Utah, you know, my grandpa lived in a trailer park, you know, like we sure. didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. You just, it was very normal. Um, I didn't know what name brand clothing was, you know, I got one pair of shoes a year. Like I just didn't, I didn't know that there was another thing. So what happened is my dad to help support his, his five kids and have some outdoor adventures is he worked a full-time job. My mom waited tables at night and then yeah. uh, the family had a lawn mowing business that we would do as brothers. You know, we were required to work from a young age at 11 years old, I was working. So I was mowing lawns and aerating and doing door-to-door -door sales for the business. And like for literally from 11, 15 years old, I had, I was in charge of like 30 something lawns that summer. I knew which lawns needed weeding, which one was just mowing, how to program sprinkler clocks. You know, I couldn't drive, right. but my cousin, my older cousin drove, but I knew what needed to be done. I was a crew lead. So, um, you know, at a young age, we were required to work. And then at 16 years old, uh, my dad said, okay, you're a man, you take care of your own finances. Like you get food, you get housing, but everything else you pay for, right? He wouldn't even co-sign a loan for a truck. And he said, it's on you. Oh, and I got 200 bucks a year for clothing. That was it. That's all I got. Wow. And so um, it was kind of a necessity thing. I, I had ha had some night jobs. I wanted to play high school basketball. And so I, was, I got sick of trading time for money. So my junior year summer, I went to Nova Scotia, Canada. And um, I, I had a, a friend that I knew of that his family's pretty wealthy, super down to earth kid. Um, but his, his grandparents were very wealthy is, is who they were is his grandparents that were wealthy. And I got an opportunity to go work in a, at their summer home in Nova Scotia, Canada and work for a landscaping, landscaping company as well. I worked 80 hours a week. I'd wake up at night and my hands would be cramping. I have to open my hands with my forearms because they hurt so bad. I was throwing, you know, 80 pounds cinder blocks. I was throwing sod, you know, and I was a buck 20. I was a, just a worm, you know, I was like six foot, just as skinny as could be. Right. So, I mean, it was hard. It was such hard labor. And, um, you know, with that money, I bought my first truck and, uh, 
you know, it was a necessity to do something. When I was there, we took care of all the maintenance of this nice house. It was right on the beach. So you could see Prince Edward Island. It's beautiful. It's like five acre tree farm that they had had full landscape, three fish ponds, just gorgeous. But when I was there, I did all these different things. I took care of the fish. I took care of the tree farm. I, you know, took care of all the maintenance and cleaning the house and doing the, you know, that's what we did mornings and evenings after work because we took care of the house. And um, we washed the windows one day and I was like, man, I wonder if people will pay for this. So when I got home, I got the yellow pages. You know, this is before the phenomenon of YouTube and how to learn anything from Utah to YouTube University. It was just YouTube was funny. Right. It was like TikTok. Like TikTok was just funny videos. Now, yeah. right? It's getting more and more tutorial stuff. So um I got the yellow pages. I called a window cleaning company. It's like, hey, my dad wants a bid for window cleaning. Can you give me a bid? So I got a bid to figure out how much they charge. Then I went to the supply store and bought some squeegees and I bought my truck cash and I went door to door. I had wow. no idea how to clean a window. And that's how it started because I had to quit trading time for money because I didn't have enough time and I had expenses. I had insurance, I had gas, I needed uh, you know, some play money and I couldn't do everything I wanted with the time I had. That's amazing. I mean, Jesus, I mean, the, the hustle and bustle that you went through, um, I, you know, I, I, it's admirable because you put in that you, you know how it is to start from the bottom and work your way up, you know? So when, um, when you decided that you wanted to get into real estate and we'll touch base on that first in in, in a minute, um, when you wanted to be on your own and everything, did you get the support you needed? Did anybody push back and say, no, you know what? You should, uh, stay nine to five. It's safer. Oh yeah. Yeah. My parents thought I was an idiot. Um, so it's funny because I actually fell off a ladder like a year in and pretty sure I broke my foot. And I told him I did it playing basketball because I didn't want him to tell me to quit. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> and so, um, you know, being an entrepreneur was kind of hard. And then, uh, as I got out of high school, they said you're either going to pay rent or you're going to go to school. You have to go to school. And I was like, I don't want to go to school. I want to be an entrepreneur. Right. You know, and they're like, okay, well, you're going to pay tuition or you're going to pay rent. Which one is it? So I paid tuition and didn't go to school, right? <laughs> out of spite, out <laughs> gotcha, of spite to my gotcha, parents. Gotcha. Right. So <laughs> I'd be like, go to school. I'd go to work, you know? Yeah. 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 And um, did that come back, come back to bite you down the road? <laughs> no, because I never did school. I didn't want okay. to. I want to be an entrepreneur. No, you but know, I'm saying, knew, no, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My parents, oh, dude, I got kicked out for sure. I was like living in a truck for a week or whatever. Yeah. Like I love my parents, but like we didn't always see I I love the heck out of them. They taught me to work. My mom's like this wild, crazy woman. She hunts with a bow and arrow. She's like 60 years old and cool. she's out like, oh, <laughs> She's so fun. She's so fun. I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. They, I think they did a fantastic job. Like I love all the things that they did. I think that I, you know, I think any good parent wants to do things a little differently and improve upon and build on what your parents give yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, of course. You, you know, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, they, they, they gave me good things. And what they gave me was resourcefulness, uh, hard work, and they forced me to be in charge of my own life. So I, you know, that was hard to control at that point. So I did what I wanted to do. Um, But I ended up serving a Christian mission in Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil for two years, learned Portuguese, actually ended up meeting my wife, um, came, came back from that. And then I was like, okay, what do I want out of life? Do I still want to be an entrepreneur? And I kind of dabbled in college for a semester that lasted not very long. (laughs) you know, and then I was paying an immigration attorney, couldn't quite afford everything. So I was doing trade work for him and I had construction experience as well as a teenager. Okay. And so I was doing sheetrock and slate floors in his nice house and mar- or, uh, 
Naughty Alder doors and trim in his kitchen, remodel his kitchen. And right. so I'm doing that at nights, doing the window cleaning business and ended up getting married to this wonderful girl. And I wanted to get into real estate. So I had read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was 15 years old. I'm telling you, Zach, isn't that, we, we're talking with Zach Booth. Um, yeah. Isn't that like the standard business book to start oh, yeah. with? I mean, you did it at a young age. I was in my forties when I read that book. So yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. The reason I read it is I was mowing lawns with my dad when I was, when I was like 14, 15, something like that. And I was like, dad, like, why does no one mow our lawn? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like dad, how much money do these people make? I was so curious. It's like, you're driving these freaking fancy cars, like just giant mansions, the, you know, they're all, you know, they didn't were all, but like, they seemed like they were all pretty attractive. They took care of themselves. It's yeah. like, it's like, why does their life look different? Mm. You know, and yeah. I remember, I remember trying not to offend my dad, but I basically said, dad, why are we broke? You know? <laughs> and, um, he's like, I don't know, son, talk to my rich friend. He's, his name was Clint. I'm like, Clint's not rich. He drives a beat up old truck. He's like, no, he's just cheap, but he's really rich. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I called him and he told me to read rich dad, poor dad. He actually gave it to me as a gift. So I read rich dad, poor dad as a kid, my little brain started going. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what, what pushed me down that path. Um, and it kind of what put the bug of doing real estate. So when I was uh, engaged, uh, I got a rental and to negotiate rent prices, I remodeled the rental just so I could afford everything that I was trying to do. So at nights, then I was remodeling my apartment that we were going to move into. And so I'm like right. living in a construction zone, but she got to move into a nicely remodeled apartment, which saved us some money till I got qualified for a loan. And then we bought a duplex about eight months into our marriage nice. where I lived in one side and rented the other. My payment, this was 2012. So the banks were unloading foreclosures. Great opportunity. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought uh, a duplex. My payment was like 450 bucks a month. There was standing water in the basement. I mean, it was bad. Right. You know, it, was, it was real bad. And I did all the work myself, swung the hammer. I mean, everything. I learned a lot. YouTube became my buddy. And um, running a business with multiple trucks, multiple employees, remodeling that at night and uh, ended up able to rent one side for about 750 bucks a month where my payment was like 450. Wow. And I was like, man, like if I could do this and I was looking at the tax savings and looking at the long-term appreciation and looking at all of the benefits of real estate and I'm researching all this stuff about real estate as I'm doing this deal. And I'm like, I want more of this. Like, I hate my industry of window cleaning. Nobody that's working with me aspires to be there. I have massive amounts of turnover and employees, yeah, right? Yeah. They don't care if they get fired. You know, I was like, this is just, this is tough. Like, I want something different. And that's yeah. kind of like how I got to that. Okay, how do I really make this something? And that was the aha moment when you said, you know, what, I want to get into real estate. So what year was that? Was that the same time, uh, 2012, when you became more of a, let's say a full-time in, in investor? No, or? I went full-time in 2017. I dabbled, so bought another is. rental gotcha. and I just had obstacle after obstacle, listen to podcasts, reading books, hired one mentor that was a huge mistake lost 10 grand, signed a $30,000 contract with an online digital marketing company that's supposed to produce motivated seller leads right. for you. They stole my money. Uh, they didn't give me crap. I not only did I not get a deal, I never even got a seller that called. Not one wow. for $30,000 contract. So, I mean, I made all these mistakes. I'm working my butt off, living so, so frugal. I remember fighting with my wife over a $10 DVD player. Right. Like, I understand. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I definitely get it. It yeah, wasn't so easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy, you know, yeah. and like, 
my wife came from Brazil and I, you know, this promise of this American dream, and, you know, and it was tough. It was, it was very, tough, very tough, tough early. So, you you know, it's funny, and, and I'm glad you brought this up about the education. You know, you spend 30000 here, 10000 for a mentor. I pretty much did the same thing if I, if we, I forgot the math right. Um, and then you, have, you, thank God you were able to recover. Um, how long did it take you to recover, you know, especially mentally and then probably financially? I guess the mental part... Uh, sticks with you a little longer. I don't know. That's yeah, how that, easy it the, me, the financial you know? dude. When you're resourceful, when you want something, you'll feel figured out. You pay it off, right? Like yeah. I, in the winter times, I was building. Um, you know, if you're in here, in my office, like I did all this woodwork behind me, right? No, it like, was I good. I was, I was just looking at. It. I was like, wow, oh, looks thanks. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I swung the hammer on this, right? Like yeah. they were like, you're a millionaire. Like, why are you swinging the hammer? I was like, cause I like to, and because I can, right? I have time. Like I'm gonna work. If I have an opportunity to work, I work. But anyways, I, I. I did whatever I could. So financially, I knew I could figure it out, right? right? I had been in business long enough. I had taken care of myself. I had not had money and figured out a way to pay for stuff. I never went without food. I never went without a place for my family to sleep. I never didn't pay a bill ever. Right. I was never late on any payment ever, right? I have right. like a, a 780 credit score or something like that, right? Right. So that was not a problem. Resourcefulness. It's not about having resources. It's about being resourceful. So that wasn't a problem. What the problem was, was what you said, the, the mindset, the belief, all these coaches are BS. You know, they all just teach it because they don't do it themselves. Um, I had all these limiting beliefs. And then I also thought no one would ever sell their house at a discount. Ultimately, what I discovered that I wanted to learn how to do was I wanted to find properties at a discount and pass them on for a finder's fee or a wholesale fee right? Cool. So no debt, no risk. And I'm like, this is genius because if I can do this well, I can have lots of cash, but then I can be in the industry. I can get rid of windows, right? No more windows. <sighs> and I get to cherry pick the best rentals and I can buy them at 50 cents on the dollar, fix them up, put a tenant in, refinance all my money out and then some, and just keep doing that. And I could build a portfolio of millions of dollars, right? right. I'm like, this is the industry I want to be in. I hired the wrong coach. He was the wrong coach. Coaches are amazing. And then I hired the right coach in the very beginning of 2017, a couple of years later, when I got up the courage and I found the right person. So I learned what's a good coach and what's a bad coach. And, and uh, you know, the, the big filter is, are they doing it themselves? Are they consistently helping other people be successful? And do you like and trust that person, right? So I, I just made the wrong choice on the coach. Um, I hired Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffine. They don't coach anymore, but they okay. changed my life, dude. They're I heard completely... of Tom Kroll. Yeah, I heard of Tom Kroll. Yeah. Yeah. Changed and, my and, life. And that's the thing, though, Zach, that you, you, you hit right on the head. Are they doing it themselves? You know, yeah. because anybody could be a teacher by reading 50 books and, and practicing your craft. If you want that, if you want that, go to college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So the main thing, the main topic, right, is the challenge, right? So tell us how you turn $1,000 to into 93,000 in less than 60 days. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, what happened was I, I wanted to show people what it took to be successful, right? You're like, right. well, how did you overcome your mental, you know, struggle of, not giving up what, you know, why'd you hire another coach? So what had happened is I was washing windows for a wealthy gentleman. And, uh, I told him that I, you know, I, what I was doing in life and I wanted to get two rentals and he's like, Oh, that's convenient. I got these two properties. He's a wealthy real estate developer. He's like, Oh, I got these two old rentals. I haven't collected rent in like four months. Do you want them? 
<laughs> and I'm like, sure, like, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, just like that. Seller finance signed a piece of white paper there. He's like, go knock on the door, talk to the tenants, check them out, talk to, you know, he was educating me on how to do it. Right. And um, I ended up making over a hundred thousand dollars profit on that deal. Right. And um, that experience happened. And I was like, all right, it's legit. Like it exists. There's a deal of a lifetime out there. Let's get one every week. Mm. Right. And I was like, let's start studying again, listen to podcasts. So I hired that second coach. So the gift I received, whether it was God, whether it was coincidence, whether it was me being there and looking for it. And so I found it regardless what changed my mindset and belief that I could do it and to keep going was seeing yeah. it happen, seeing it happen. Mm. So I don't want to get into this too much. We don't have a lot of time, but I eventually became a coach. I followed Tom Kroll's footsteps who taught wow. me how to coach. I fell in love with helping other people. You know, he encouraged me to help people and I did, and I became addicted to it. It's the best thing in the world. And one of the things that I wanted is I wanted to give the gift to others that was given to me, which was, Hey, there's a deal of a lifetime out there and it can be done with high integrity. And there's people that want speed and convenience over price. And let me show you how to do it. Right. So, so yes, I do have a program. Yes. You can pay me to be your coach, but I wanted to give people free content. They can go do, they can go watch, do, and see that it's possible and have the confidence and the action steps. So I, I did kind of like an undercover billionaire. If y'all have seen the movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I got the idea from. And so the idea was I'm going to fly across the country and make the average American income in just 40 days. Right. And I chose 40 days because the average American income is about $40,000. It's like, okay, it'll be good for marketing 40 and 40, you know? Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, that is. Good. Yeah. So I flew, <laughs> I flew across the country, 40,000 and 40 days was the goal, but I also only got a thousand bucks. That doesn't cover housing and food. All this stuff was covered. Right. I got a thousand bucks to spend on marketing, on finding these sellers, finding the buyers to buy the deals. And I was going to sell the contracts, sell the opportunities. And I have to get debt. I wanted to show it live. So it's free content. Y'all can catch on my YouTube channel. I have a quick link. We can talk about that. But you know, that was the whole challenge. And I flew across the country because I couldn't have my team, couldn't have my resources. It had to be all 100% on me, yeah. completely from scratch, learning not only, you know, the area and how to do it. But I, and then I had to do it as well, as well, start from scratch and just do it. Yeah. That see, again, it, it's you, to me, Zach, you're just taking the leap of faith. You know, you believe it in yourself, you believe it in the process. After you get the mentor, you started seeing things, you know, it's like you said, whether it was uh, through the Lord or, you know, you being there, I always, Jim Rohn, uh, who, who, Tony Robbins studied under, always said that if you search, you will find. And I really believe that. So can you tell us a couple of steps of how to get started, especially if, it, if you're a new investor? Like if there is, if, are there a couple of steps that they could start with at the beginning of their real estate career? Yeah, hundred percent. So um, when I first started, I was in the research phase, right? And I'm learning about uh, developing. I'm learning about multifamily syndication. I'm learning about buy and hold, flipping, wholesaling. Yeah. What I'm learning about is what to do with a deal how to make money with the deal known as exit strategies. Right. That's what everyone wants to research. And they want to know the hypotheticals. What if the seller wants to back out? What if the buyer wants to back out? What do you do here? And they're doing all this research about strategies around real estate. Yeah. That's fine. Pick one, find one, pick one, understand why you're picking it, right? Understand the pros and cons. That would be my first step. Then from there, you need to realize this. 
your goal is one, let's say you do a wholesaling like I chose, right? And my whys were because I could cherry pick them for rentals, cash flow, right. get into it with very little money. It was an awesome opportunity. So I chose that. I had to quickly realize, and it doesn't matter which niche you, you choose, you have to understand if you're going to be successful as a real estate investor in whatever niche that is, your business is marketing, is finding deeply discounted deals and your product is real estate. So make sure you then focus on how do I find sellers? How do I find sellers at a discount? How do I do that? How do I negotiate it, right? And then from there, it's pretty easy because if you can find a deeply discounted opportunity, you don't even have to do it. You don't even, you can, you can pass on the multifamily. You can pass on the development. If you right. can get consistently good at finding discounted opportunities, you will be massively and majorly and scary successful. Right. And so that would be my suggestion. Real estate investing is marketing. It's not real estate, right? Our product is real estate. I always heard about that. Yeah. That you we're in the marketing business, not really real estate. Yeah. So, 100%. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called driving for dollars mastery. Um, we, we spent a lot of time deep diving the, the action steps and, and the how to find those sellers and how to negotiate with those sellers and what we're doing to find them. I also have a lot of uh, my students that are guests that got their first deal. And we break down what they did, how they did it, what were the action steps, what were the ahas, the struggles, the emotional, mental, and action step struggles that they learned and, you know, tons of actionable steps. Like, I mean, you could do your first deal just listening to that podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I'll definitely put on the show notes. I mean, first of all, um, thank you so much for doing this, Zach. I really appreciate it. So what's next for you and your company? What are you guys looking to do in the next three to six months? Yeah, so my, my wholesaling business, I don't have like crazy ambitions to turn it into a 10, $20 million a year business. It, right. it, it's, it's for the last couple of years, it's been riding at just over the million dollar a year mark. And the whole purpose of that business is to, yes, have the cash flow and the financial freedom that it's providing, yeah. but to cherry pick a certain amount of rentals out of it because I'm trying to build my own net worth, right? Alleviate my tax burdens. But my main focus, my main dream and, and what I want to do with the rest of my life is coach and teach and to help okay. others, right? And yeah, so you're I'm, paying it forward. That's, that's, yeah. to me, that's always a, a key. Um, so before I let you go, uh, Zach, again, thank you so much. What keeps you motivated? Because I, I could tell, you know, I mean, I already could tell by just talking to you these last 10, 15 minutes. But for some, some people that might not know you that well, what keeps you motivated? Oh, dude, I talked to my wife for like an hour and a half last night about this. <laughs> this is this was our exact topic. Dude, I could go on for an hour here. So I'll just say this. You guys have to know what you want out of life. If you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, I hate my freaking job. Well, why do you go to work? Why do you go to work? Do you go to work to feed your family? Do you go to work to provide for your family? Well, then don't just get up and do the minimum. Think, how can I give the best to my family? Do I want to give them a dream home? What's that dream home? Why am I going to work? And then are you really giving it 110%? Are you researching how to be the best at what you do? How to make more money with what you do? Do you have side hustles? Are you really taking that responsibility seriously? Right? Because if you're not looking at what you're doing in your life and why you're doing it, you're not going to be ambitious and excited about your responsibilities. You're going to regret and dread them. Yeah. Right. So you got to have that. Why you got to have that big. Why, what, why are you getting into this business? Why you want to do it? Sorry. I didn't mean to, to, to Oh no, hundred percent. I mean, you get it right. You feel yeah. that it's like people show up to work and they're like, uh, how can I get away with doing the minimum? Right. Like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to look busy. I'm going to check my emails and you know, and I'm going to avoid the, the needle moving exercises because they're uncomfortable. Right. I'm the kind of guy that shows up to work. I click on select all in my email and I archive them all. And I say, if it's important, they'll call me 
and then I go to my list of things that are actually going to move the needle and that are going to make me really uncomfortable and I don't know how to do it and I've never done it and I need a mentor to get through it. That's what I focus on. No, that's good. I, I love it. I love it. And if somebody want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Yeah. So you guys can, you guys can shoot me DMS on social media, right? Instagram or Facebook, um, say hi. Uh, you know, if you have any questions about the coaching, you, you could just DM me there, but I, I highly suggest you guys go over to dfdmastery.com forward slash 40 and 40, which is that uh, quick link to the 40 day challenge. Um, you can also catch it on my, on my YouTube channel, but, um, you know, the, the quick links awesome because then you also have, uh, you get subscribed to my email list. You get a bunch of other free, awesome resources, um, that I'll be sending you. So my goal is not just to bring people on as a student, not just like, Hey, I'm a coach, pay me. It's like, I want you guys to understand that I give a ton of massive amounts of value and actionable steps to become successful. And you can start there. Um, but if you really want to coach, then, then come talk to me about that, but definitely go check out that free stuff for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely put on the show notes. Well, anyway, Zach, I want to thank you so much again for being on Peter Peer Real Estate Show. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Yeah, definitely. My pleasure. Bye-bye.